0: At verse 5. Proverbs 3: At verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Proverbs is such a marvelous book in the way that it actually weaves the whole topic of wisdom into every avenue of life. Every single thread of wisdom that you find in uh, the book of Proverbs, and it's largely a book about wisdom and a definition in many ways of what wisdom is, where you find wisdom, how beneficial wisdom is, and so on. The various descriptions that you find of it, but it's obvious that wisdom, the wisdom that God gives, is something that's designed for every situation in life so that we can be the kind of people that bring glory and honor to God in the way we live out our lives in this world. And it's interesting as well, significant, I think, that you find uh, the figure of wisdom portrayed by the beautiful, elegant woman that's sometimes mentioned throughout Proverbs and in chapter 31, uh, especially as the figure of the woman who has such wonderful abilities. And yet opposite to that, you find the dark and the dangerous woman, the immoral woman, the woman foolishness, who is loud. And each of them in their own way call people to themselves and each of them find people responding to their call. And that's why you see in the likes of chapter nine here uh, that the writer is actually setting that out in such a way after that, a, a chapter dealing so specifically with wisdom. Wisdom has built her house. Uh, she has made a provision for a banquet. Whosoever is simple, let him turn in here. Come, she says, eat of my bread, drink of the wine I've mixed. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. And as you go on down, you find at verse thirteen: then the woman folly or foolishness is loud. She is seductive. She knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house, and she calls those who pass by. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. In other words, you have there really in that one chapter the contrast between wisdom and foolishness and what you find really is the practical aspects of wisdom and foolishness built into the whole book of proverbs and it's really saying to us this is what you're facing in the world and this is the kind of situation for which you need wisdom because you have these voices calling you in different directions and the lord gives the wisdom uh, that we need to have and follow for our lives to be as they should be well here you have uh, trust in the lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths be not wise in your own eyes we often take these verses rightly so uh, to be verses that are that are connected with guidance the guidance that we seek from God, the guidance that we look for in our lives as they go on from day to day. But uh, they're not specifically, or, or they're not primarily verses about guidance, but they are verses that are filled with wonderful promises in regard to those who turn to God for their wisdom and follow the ways of wisdom as He actually brings them uh, into our notice. Now, you see, this word acknowledge in all your ways acknowledge him you come across words like that of course in the bible and you maybe first of all think of how do we use this word acknowledge in ordinary language in an everyday sense the word acknowledge has a a different meaning in different contexts for example you acknowledge a letter we should acknowledge a letter if it's a letter especially an official letter we send an acknowledgement that we've received it Mostly nowadays, I'm sure it'll be text messages or emails. But the acknowledgement says, yes, I've received it. I acknowledge receipt of it. Also use the word acknowledge when uh, somebody comes and uh, says hello to you. Even if you don't know them well, if they say hello to you, you, know who you are, you know them. So you say this back and you're there for acknowledging them. You're acknowledging uh, receipt of their, their welcome or their whatever it is. And acknowledge, too, has the idea of uh, sometimes used in the sense of, uh, uh, of actually admitting something. You'll find in a court uh, situation, for example, for reports of, uh, of events in courts, uh, uh, somebody will come to acknowledge that they did this, acknowledge their guilt. So acknowledge is, the, is used there in terms of confessing something. And it's interesting that in the Gallic translation of the Bible, that's actually the word that's used, adiha, confess the Lord. Uh, and that's a perfectly good translation of it as well. But the word acknowledge, as strictly speaking, comes from a Hebrew word, the Hebrew verb to know, which itself has a lot of uh, various ways in, in which it's used in the Bible, but The word acknowledge, you can see the word know is actually in the middle of the word there. Acknowledge really means to get to know or to come to a familiarization with something. You acknowledge something, you get to know it, you become familiar with it. It's far more than just a casual acquaintance. It's far more than something that you just do by way of formal acknowledgement or confession. Uh, In other words, what it's really saying in verse 6 to us here is, in all your ways, take the knowledge of God with you or get to know God in all your ways. Recognize him is another way of putting it. In all your ways, recognize the Lord. Give place to the Lord. Give him his rightful place. Acknowledge him. All of those shades of meanings, you could say, come into the use of the word acknowledge in that context. And the promises given to it are are significant as well. He will make straight your paths. Now we take, take the two verses together, indeed the first part of verse 7 as well, because uh, we'll notice that there's a, a balance going on in these verses between one side of thing and another in terms of a contrast, or sometimes it's uh, just in relation of, of what's following on if you do a certain thing. First of all, there's recognizing God in the paths of life recognizing other need to recognize god to get to know god to acknowledge god in the paths of life in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths in other words as we acknowledge him the promise is that we will be directed by him in the paths of life but in a way that makes these paths straight we'll see what that means in a moment So recognizing God in the paths of life, trust in the Lord with all your heart, do not lean on your own understanding. And it's put in the form of an imperative in the shape of a command, do this, trust in the Lord, do not lean on your own understanding, acknowledge him. And the fact that it's put as an imperative adds really a sense of urgency to it, doesn't it? When you come across something in the Bible that's put in the form of an imperative, you immediately say, well, there's an importance attached to this. And I ought to actually get down to to reckon with it, to deal with what it's saying to me immediately. But you see, it's also not just an imperative, it's also repeated. Um, in all your ways go on acknowledging him trust in the lord do not lean on your own understanding it's not something you do once in a while it's not something you do once and then it follows on from that even if you don't repeat it when it says do trust in the lord with all your heart it means go on trusting in the lord Uh, when it means in all your ways acknowledge him it means do this all the time go on doing this it's part of the fabric of life it applies to every circumstance. So what's involved in uh, acknowledging the Lord in all our ways? Uh, What's involved, how does it relate to trusting in him with all our heart? Um, Well, they're they're closely linked, these two verses. In fact, there's a balance in them. You can see there that the opposite of trusting in the Lord with all our heart is leaning on our own understanding so this, the two things are put side by side so that you'll see them in a balance and you'll see that uh, on the one hand, it's the right thing to do. On the other hand, it's the opposite. It's the wrong thing to do. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Not only that, but there's a balance in the following as well. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Is really an explanation of trusting in the Lord and not relying on. On your own understanding. The whole thing is wonderfully put together so that you find these different relationships between the different parts of the verse. So, trust in the Lord with all your heart, in all your ways. You notice the re- repeating of the word all as well. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and in all your ways, acknowledge Him. There's a comprehensiveness about the whole thing as well. So when you come to uh, put all that together, what you really find is the wisdom that God gives us that we seek from God is a wisdom that delivers you from self-trust, from leaning upon your own understanding. And it's an altogether easy thing to do, to lean on our own understanding, to actually come and say, well, this is really something I think I should do in this way, or this is a decision I think I'm perfectly capable of taking and just leaning upon our own understanding and our own wisdom uh, ever since uh, we fell in Ed- in eden when we fell uh, from the state in which god created us we have that proneness to self-understanding that proneness to our own human wisdom and this is this is the counter to it it's really a very practical verse the counter to it since uh, leaning on our own understanding is not just foolishness but it's rebellion against god in many ways you can see the um the seed of that at least if not more in the way that uh, they succumbed adam and eve first then adam succumbed to the devil's temptation here was the devil coming with this alternative to what God had laid out for them. And uh, both she and Adam afterwards leaned on their own understanding, leaned on their own understanding, and sought to use their own understanding instead of trusting in God. Trusting in the Lord with all your heart, do not lean on your own understanding. And ever since then, this is what we actually find ourselves prone to do. And in fact, that's what you find when you're seeking to set out as a witness to the gospel, when you're witnessing to Jesus, when you're taking your Christianity and confession into the world, what you're facing all the time is people using their own understanding. And in fact, you can't actually have anything but the wrong understanding until in Christ and in succumbing and giving yourself to Christ, you actually move away from relying on your own understanding. And you come to follow the understanding of the Bible, the understanding of God himself, the understanding of the mind that has actually put the scripture together for us, the mind that is itself absolute wisdom. And that absolute wisdom is what's put this Bible in front of us and given us this word as a word of wisdom to us, the whole of it in its entirety. And uh, when you come to face those things in the world that tonight you know very well are so vehemently against the gospel, whether it's in human relationships whether it's in human identity, whether it's in sexuality or identity in all of these uh, aspects of human life, what you find in everything that's against the gospel, against the the Lord's own uh, description of God's word as to what actually uh, gives people, human beings, their identity, what gives them maleness or femaleness, uh, whether it's man or woman, uh, there's the two. uh, But when you find opposition to the bible's teaching on that what you're getting all the time is human wisdom it's people leaning on their own understanding and thinking this is the only rule i need this is the only understanding i need and i'm perfectly capable of following this out and i have every right to do it see that's the rebellious aspect of it as well that just dismisses uh, the bible as in any way relevant to human life or to public life trust in the lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him know him give him the recognition and he will make straight your paths now you see it is as we said in all your uh, ways acknowledge him we cannot be selective about it It's not just uh, coming to the Lord whenever we find the going really difficult. It's not just coming to him when we have perplexed about a decision we have to take, or we think of it as a major decision compared to some other decisions of a lesser caliber, we might think. We can't be selective. Every single step of life, everything along the path of life, the paths that he's talking about here uh, that he will make straight, for all of that, for every step, we need the wisdom of God. We need to be uh, an acknowledgement of God, living in a knowing relationship with him so that he will actually come and direct our path in the right way. In other words, the wisdom that Proverbs, that's why the book of Proverbs um, talks about wisdom, presents wisdom to us as something that is uh, really imperative for the church, for our place in the church, for our role in the church for wherever we are at work or or whether we're employed or not, for family life, for leisure, for holidays, for every single aspect of life, every area of life. Proverbs is saying, this is God's provision for you. This is the wisdom. This is the acknowledgement of God that you take with you so that you apply the wisdom that he himself has set out for us. Our relationship with the Lord it involves every aspect of life we carry it into every situation we don't leave it behind when we leave church church meetings you know all of this already of course but the bible uh, so often repeats things or reiterates things for us or re-emphasizes things for us things we know very well and in fact uh, that's what uh, the preaching of the gospel has to acknowledge mustn't come and say, well, I preached on that maybe or on that theme, preached on that maybe last month or the week before. If it's a theme that's prominent in the Bible, we need to keep coming back to it. We need to come back to, to remind ourselves of its importance. And wisdom, this practical application of wisdom is so important. In other words, recognizing God means actually recognizing and accepting his arrangement of life, his arrangement of the events of life. Of each individual life. You remember Martha and Mary. Uh, at the time that Lazarus, their brother, died. Jesus stayed for four days. He remained four days where he was. And eventually he made his way to them. And when he spoke to Martha, you remember her words very well. If, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. I just think what that's saying. She wasn't finding fault with him, I don't think. There might have been a little element of that, thinking that he could have made his way there earlier, but I don't think that's the main emphasis of it. What he's really saying, what she was really saying was, it would think things would have worked out differently if only you had been here. Now, that's something that we ourselves apply so often in areas where, of life where we've got difficulty, trauma, tragedy, whatever, we would like it to have been otherwise. If it had been left to our own arrangement, it would have been otherwise. If God had left us to actually decide how things took place and what things took place and how they were arranged in our lives, if the tapestry of our life had been left to our own wisdom, and if it hadn't quite been so difficult and so trying and so uh, traumatic, well, wouldn't that have been better? No, God is saying... I'm the one whose wisdom has put it all together for you. And even though you know it as something that's trying and testing and difficult and challenging and hurtful, yet it belongs in the whole tapestry, as Donnie mentioned, the tapestry that God uh, is weaving in the weaving of our lives. And the tapestry, the underside of which, appears somewhat confused to us. Uh, The underside, as we look at it, as we are only able to look at it really from that point of view in this life, we would say, well, if only things were arranged differently, if only the pattern of my life was different. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But then the Lord reminds us, well, we need to acknowledge him in all our ways. We need to give him the recognition. We need to give him his place. We need to give him what's due to him. We need to remember that we're not the wise ones uh, running our own lives, though sometimes we may feel that it might have been better. Of course, it wouldn't have been better. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. One of the wonderful things about Jesus, the Son of God in our nature, as you read about him in the Gospels, one of the wonderful things that are brought to us, uh, to our notice about him, is how as a human being he actually gave himself to the will of the Father. And not only that, but he gave himself, uh, when he was a boy, even to the rule and the authority of his parents. Remember when he was lost, as far as his parents were concerned, Joseph and uh, and Mary, his his, his, uh, his mother and her husband Joseph. There he was in the temple disputing with the doctors of the law. And uh, as they went to to find him, they scolded him somewhat. Why, why was he why had he not gone? Why had he delayed? Why did he not come with them? Um, do you not know? He said that I must be about my father's business. How does that chapter end, though? Here he is telling them authoritatively what he's about, that he's actually in charge of the situation, that he's able, in disputing with these doctors, to show just something of his identity. How does the chapter end? He went home and was subject to them. He he went home and he was subject to them. He lived the life of a growing boy, Subject to the authority of his parents, although he had the authority that was his as God. And that's our example. That's uh, the life that uh, is directed by wisdom. By the practical effects of living in a way that does not lean on our own understanding, but actually trusts in the Lord with all our heart. So recognizing God in the paths of life, it's a huge challenge. It's a very difficult thing at times to do. It's a very difficult thing to acknowledge him in all our ways, to give him his place, and to do so unreservedly. But This is what it's calling on us to do. And the promise to that is we will be directed by him. He will make straight your paths. The words to make straight there literally mean uh, to clear a way or to clear uh, a route for somebody. It was a a phrase used very often of uh, important dignitaries or or kings in Old Testament times. Uh, When they would be traveling somewhere, they would very often make sure that the way was clear, that there were no obstacles there that uh, would endanger them or in any way be uh, hampering their progress. Make the way straight. doesn't mean necessarily in a straight line at all, but it does mean make it straight in the sense of enabling progress to be made in it. And really, that's what it means spiritually as well. You remember Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 3 is a verse taken up by John the Baptist in his uh, uh, preliminaries before Jesus himself began his ministry. What did John say about himself? Well, he actually said about himself using these words from Isaiah. Uh, chapter 40 i am the voice of one crying in the wilderness make straight the paths of the lord prepare the way so that he will make progress in it that's how it is spiritually as well Uh, the very uh, emphasis here is on god he will make straight your paths in all your ways give him his place acknowledge him know him depend upon him lean upon him on his wisdom and he will make straight your path. He will actually make sure that you progress. That your life goes on positively and purposefully. It doesn't mean that the way is going to be smooth. The straight way in which we make progress is not the way always filled with comfort. Not the way that's filled with uh, things which really cause us little trouble. What it does mean is that he will ensure that as we trust in him and lean not on our own understanding, he will ensure that we do make progress even through and due to the difficulties. He will bless these to us. He will actually make sure that these, as we acknowledge him in them and give him his recognition and give him his rightful, rightful place, well, his promise is then, I will bless you even through these difficulties. I will make them productive in your life. All of that is packed into what he really says here. It means that he will ensure we don't fall and come to ruin. He will make straight your paths. And he there in the text is emphatic. In the Hebrew text of, uh, of the Bible here, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. And that's such a, a forceful emphasis on that word he. He will make straight your paths now, later in the chapter you see it as we read through it and uh, you'll have noted uh, how in verse 11 my son do not despise the lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof for the lord reproves him whom he loves as a father the son in whom he delights and these words as you know are taken up in hebrews chapter 12 which refers to chastening or chastisement, where the Lord in his providence brings things about in our experience that do really hurt us, that cause us pain, that sometimes may even bewilder us with unexpected or sudden events. But Hebrews 12, picking up this uh, passage, these verses in verse 11 uh, and 12 there, actually assure us that no chastening for the present seems to be joyous but grievous it does not feel as if this is going to be profitable it does not really appear obvious at all how it fits into the lord's way of directing us and making out paths straight but hebrews goes on to say uh, no chastening seems for the present Uh, to be joyous but grievous nevertheless afterwards it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness and what then to all those who are exercised thereby To all those who are exercised during the times that they find difficult in this life. They are exercised. And because they're exercised, they're exercised in the sense of trusting in the Lord, acknowledging him in all their ways, not leaning on their own understanding. And that exercise really means that God follows at some point with the blessing that makes straight our paths. Um, Martin Lloyd-Jones uh, the late martin lloyd jones dr lloyd jones uh, wrote a small book a very valuable book um, uh, and it's a book which deals with the likes of hebrews um, chapter uh, 12 that passage of the dealing with, with uh, the reproof of the lord and uh, in that if i remember rightly that particular uh, passage in hebrews he entitles the chapter in the lord's gymnasium in god's Gymnasium. The, the book itself is is called um, uh, uh, Spiritual Depression. And he deals with certain aspects of, of spiritual depression. And one of them, uh, in one of these chapters, as I say, he takes this passage from Hebrews, acknowledging that it's uh, chapter three as well of, of Proverbs, and he calls it In God's Gymnasium. And he lays particular emphasis on the fact that uh, as you're in a gymnasium, in a gym to actually exercise, and to actually benefit from the exercise. So he is saying this is how we benefit from the Lord. And acknowledging his ways and giving him his place and giving him his due. He will make straight our paths. We will be fitter coming out of the gymnasium than we're going into it. I know, this could do with a bit of gymnasium work physically as well. I'm sure. But this is in a spiritual sense so important. That in the gymnasium in God's providence in the events of life as God arranges them. It's a place of exercise. And it's a place of exercise where we don't lean on our own heart, uh, on our own understanding, where we trust in the Lord, where we acknowledge him in all our ways, in all of these ways, and the promises he will make straight our paths. The purpose of God is to make straight paths for us. And you could say that that really, uh, in many ways, is an aspect of what Jesus called the narrow way. Uh, To enter through the narrow gate into the narrow way. And the narrow way, in in many respects, means some restrictions. It means some challenges that cause us painful thoughts and decisions. Compared to the broad way, where anything goes. That most people walk in, as Jesus said. Not easy to walk in the narrow way, as you very well know. It's uh, a place of exercise place of challenging, a place where faith is tested. But the purpose of God is to make straight our paths, to enable us to progress, to enable us to grow spiritually, to enable us to be of benefit to others, to enable us to comfort us, as uh, 2 Corinthians 3 puts it, to comfort those who are themselves afflicted, because we have been comforted by God in our afflictions. What do we do with that comfort? We don't keep it to ourselves. We don't just uh, speak into our own hearts. We actually use it, hopefully in such a way that will benefit others. We come alongside of them in order that they too may receive the comfort which we ourselves have received from the Lord. So here is recognizing God in the paths of life. and also coming to be directed by God in the paths of life, as all of that fits together. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. May he bless these words to us tonight. Let's pray. Lord, our God, we acknowledge at all times our need of your help. We thank you for the way in which your wisdom has arranged all things in the world that we belong to. And though, Lord, sometimes and very often we find it so frustrating, so difficult at times to make sense of things that happen around us. We also, Lord, know that in our own personal experiences, we have experiences of pain, of trouble, of difficulty, of losses, Uh, that we find uh, at times difficult to accept. Uh, Forgive us, Lord, we pray, when we lean on our own understanding. Forgive us when we fail to trust in you with all our heart. Uh, Forgive us when uh, we go aside into what we ourselves might think would be the best way. And grant to us, Lord, daily that we will come uh, to lean upon you and to trust in you and to commit all our way to you. We pray that you'd continue to make our paths straight, Help us to progress from all that happens in life. Help us to progress spiritually and morally. Help us, Lord, we pray, to be more uh, as we should be in our closeness of walk with you. Uh, help us to be of help to each other. Help us, Lord, to be a, a, of support to those we live with in this life, whether it be in our own domestic situation, in our place of work, or in the church. We thank you, Lord, for all that you provide for us to enable us to know your wisdom and to know understanding. Hear us then, we pray. Hear the prayers of your people everywhere tonight where your people gather, where people have called upon your name, as well as here, O Lord. We pray that you would hear the prayers of all those who were not heard in their prayers, audibly yet prayed, and go on praying to you. We pray that all our prayers, Lord, will be recognized by you. And that you will come and answer us and show us uh, so uh, so much good as you have done already, uh, so that we may in straight paths progress onwards in our lives. Hear us, we pray, in Jesus' name, Amen. We're going to. Con-